Welcome to CDCR Unlocked. I'm Joe Orlando. And I'm Tessa Outheis. This is going to be interesting because so many people within our institutions and here at headquarters have to learn to cope, have to deal with their stressors, have to understand how to do it and what it is they need to do and who they can reach out to. One of those groups, Tessa, that is always there for everyone, whether you're in an institution or you're here at headquarters or wherever you are concerning CDCR is is the Office of Employee Wellness, OEW. I'm kind of excited to, to hear what these folks have to say and, and you know what it, what it all means and what they do and how they do it. So this is going to be fun. Especially having just celebrated Mental Health Awareness Month last month, these programs are so important, not just in one month of the year, but all year round. And to know that it is okay to ask for help no matter how it's provided. So Corey Ringer sat down with some of the leadership with OEW. Let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Corey Ringer. I work as a sergeant for the California Department of Corrections Rehabilitation, currently assigned to the Office of Training and Professional Development. I am very happy to have a great group of people with me today. We have Chief Psychologist Associate Director, Dr. Brianna Rojas, Officer Jonathan Wilson, and Staff Service Analyst Catherine Jew with the Office of Employee Wellness. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Rojas. Would you and your team like to introduce themselves? Awesome. Thank you so much for having us here today. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Dr. Rojas. I'm the Associate Director, Chief Psychologist in the Office of Employee Wellness. I started my CDCR career at California State Prison, Sacramento, about eight and a half years ago. Um, did about four and a half years there and joined the Office of Empo- Employee Wellness shortly after. Just, just so excited to lead this team. That's All a right. great team. All right. Yeah, my name is Jonathan Wilson. As he stated, uh, I'm one of the correctional officers here at Office of Employee Wellness. Uh, I've got about five and a half years uh, with the department. I've worn a couple of different hats. Started off actually at our headquarters as a budget analyst with the budget management branch. So I was able to see things from an administrative side and deal with finances, things like that, and oversee some institutional programs. And then ended up saying, you know what, I want to be a true asset and uh, probably got to go inside and turn those soldiers keys, as they say. Right. So I uh, became a correctional officer with California Medical Facility, also known as CMF. Um, I was there for a couple of years and then I was afforded the opportunity here at OEW. And um, I'm forever grateful because uh, wellness is, is such an important topic. And I'm just happy that I'm able to, to do my part to try to focus on wellness and, and to help spread the word. So happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Catherine Jew. Um, I've been with the department for about seven years now. Um, I started my career at Mule Creek State Prison and transferred to the Correctional Training Center in Galt and then transferred over to headquarters for the uh, Office of Employee Wellness. And I'm just so excited to be here today. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, no, it's, it's beyond my pleasure. And, and I want to thank each and every one of you and everyone back at the Office of Employee Wellness for all the hard work you do day in and day out to not only help staff, but their, their families as well. It's uh, beyond important work, and I'm, it's my pleasure to have you here today. Uh, Dr. Rojas, would you like to give us a little history on how Office of Employee Wellness came to be? Absolutely. So CDCR and CCHCS staff are probably most familiar with the name Employee Health and Wellness, which is what we used to be called. Um, And that office has actually been around for about 10 years um, within the department. And then in 2021, the Office of Employee Health and Wellness was renamed to the Office of Employee Wellness. Um, And we are also now under the Division of Administrative Services. 
Um, our mission is to provide a safe, accessible, and connective space for proactive wellness support, education, and resources for all CDCR and CCHCS employees. Um, it goes without being said, the department's always valued the wellness of its staff, and within the last five to ten years, a really strong emphasis has been placed on recognizing the unique needs that come with correctional careers and meeting those needs through support, education, and understanding. In the last three years, Office of Employee Wellness has really focused our efforts on the mental health needs of our employees. We recognize that there still remains a stigma surrounding mental health, asking for and accepting support, and we hope that through education and through giving multiple supportive avenues to CDCR and CCH employees, we're normalizing conversations about support, as well as providing the tools necessary for our staff to be well. With all that said, OEW staff are responsible for overseeing the statewide employee wellness programs, initiatives, and resources, and supporting CDCR and CCH employees each and every day using empathy, connection, respect, and understanding. Those four values really guide all that we do, and we strive to approach each situation and support each employee and their families with compassion, kindness, and empathy. Um, in respect to our, you know, complex makeup of the department and the importance of recognizing each employee as a unique individual, um, to reflect that, we're a diverse and multidisciplinary team. And through that, we look to create lasting connections with all of our staff. We recognize and respect our staff. Their confidentiality is so, so, so important to us. And we understand the importance of recognizing each individual staff truly as an individual with individual needs. We also understand that stigma surrounds reaching out for help and how difficult that first step can be. Uh, we strive to provide a safe and confidential and understanding environment for every employee who needs it, and we're just so honored to get to do this work. Now, I'm, I'm glad that there's so many mental health things out there nowadays and then in years past, and obviously your office fields a lot of it. It's truly great work. Um, you talk about the staff in the office and how they look to create long-lasting connection with staff. Uh, who works with you in the Office of Employee Wellness? So as Dr. Rojas had mentioned, um, our mission is to provide a safe, accessible, and connective space for proactive wellness support, education, and resources for all CDCR and CCHCS employees. To accomplish this, OEW is comprised of a multidisciplinary team consisting of trauma-informed mental health clinicians, peer support trained custody consisting of a lieutenant, sergeant, as well as two correctional officers, and administrative staff dedicated to provide OEW's mission and values to all employees and their families. Together, we provide a comprehensive lens to employee wellness and provide oversight and administration of all statewide wellness programs and initiatives. Also, OEW's services are not provided to incarcerated individuals or their family members. The work we do is only provided to current staff, retirees, and their families. If you would like to learn more about the members of OEW, you can always check out the OEW section of the CDCR Wellness app, and we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. No, it's awesome. It's so an app, it's so important nowadays to have apps, right? It's, oh, yeah. It's no huge. one even has house phones anymore. It's just cell phones, so everything's done by apps. So, right. so we have one for the Office of Employee Wellness. Yeah, we do. That's right. So um, back in early 2021, our we have CDCR launched uh, our wellness app. And it's one of the newest wellness resources that we have provided to staff. Um, CDCR wellness, you know, the app, it's instant. That's the beauty of it. And it's 24-7, as they say, right? It's confidential. Um, and to it provides that confidential access to correctional wellness tools and resources for all CDCR, CCHCS, and DJJ employees, their families, also, and as well, retirees. 
right? That's something that we're focusing on as well here. Um, so the app is voluntary, and it can be downloaded on your personal or your state phone. Um, the app doesn't collect any personal information um, when you're using the app, okay? So um, it, it that allows, um, you know, a person to use the app with that peace of mind, knowing that nothing is being saved. And, you know, that encourages people to use it. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that was so important for people to understand that. That's great. Right. So a little bit about it. Once you're in the app, you can find uh, comprehensive correctional wellness uh, toolkits um, comprising of information on emotional health, family support, grief and loss, parenting tips, stress management, trauma, and much more. So some additional modules contain uh, some common ones of fitness and nutrition information, uh, some instructional yoga videos, information on numerous health and uh, mindful topics. Uh, some other topics, uh, but not limited to, we got therapy in there, anger management, financial fitness, uh, burnout and compassion fatigue, crisis resources for staff and their family, anxiety and depression, and parenting and relationships. So a plethora of information and resources here. Um, the app also provides direct access to the Employee Assistance Program, also known as EAP, as well as the Pierce Pro Program and the Law Enforcement and Community Services California Chaplain Corps, which is known as LEX. All right. So, yeah, to download and install the wellness app, all you got to do is search CDCR Wellness in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, or on your state-issued cell phone. Um, I actually did want to point out with the app, um, I know you, sometimes people say, oh, you know, are they saving my information? Yeah. Um, are they tracking it? And and we are not. Um, our office, the only thing that we can see on our end is, you know, what what's clicked on in the app. And um, we don't get to see who clicks on what, just simply what area is clicked on. So, for instance, you know, if we have... 750 clicks on anxiety and depression, but we only have, you know, 120 clicks on financial fitness, that tells our office, okay, we need to put some more information in the app geared towards anxiety and depression because that's what our staff and their families need, right? So that's really important to point out as well as, um, you know, it, it's just so many amazing resources out there and it's completely free. Um, as well as, you know, you can go in, you can take a self-assessment. None of that information is tracked. So let's say you go in, you take this assessment, you get your results, you click out of the um, assessment, it clears everything. Nothing is saved. So if you wanted to go back in and view those results again, you'd have to take the assessment again. So I just really want our staff um, to know that. And um, that, you know, the confidentiality piece of it is huge for us. No, that's that's phenomenal for staff to know that, you know, like, so like, so like you're saying, if I go in there and take one of the surveys or whatever, and I don't get a chance to finish it, if I want to pick back up where I left off, I can't. I have to redo the whole thing all over again. Correct. Right. Oh, that's phenomenal, though. That's that's great for staff to know. It's, it's that little comfort of knowing that, you know, because nowadays in the days of technology and things being stolen or, you know, information being sold or whatever, it's, it's a... It's a big peace of mind for people just in general. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. I'm glad that that's uh, a part of that app. And it's free. That's right. Awesome. Great. Why did you guys choose an app, though? Why not just a typical, you know, on-site or online web page? No, that's a really good question. Um, you know, but we're in a digital age, right? Um, you know, especially our staff. Like, we work around the clock. And wellness should always be a priority. Night and day. 
So an app just made sense. Also, because the stigma that Dr. Rojas mentioned earlier, sometimes staff are just reluctant to reach out to a person. You know, an OEW member, even us, right? Um, there's some hesitation there. Maybe a peer support member at their local site, we get it. So what the app does is it allows the user to be completely anonymous and have that experience to where they don't have that fear, that, like, like you and Kat talked about a little bit here, right? So in OEW, we also believe that wellness is each of our own individual responsibility, Okay, that's that's a big one there. I'll say it again. Like, it's our own individual responsibility. No one is going to make you well. All right, you have to actually want it for yourself and then know uh, where to go or what to do, right? So um, the CDCR app has so much information uh, that one can actually start their wellness journey just by taking that step, clicking on that app right at, you know, right, right at hand. So um, it, it's more commonly used and, and people appreciate you know, because they're used to apps, like we said. So yeah. um, it gives people that courage just to that taking that initial step and, you know, clicking on an app and seeing what it has, maybe taking that self-assessment when you're not sure. Yeah, no, it's 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 so important to reach out, especially to people who are professionals that do this for a living. You know, like if the check engine light came on in your car, what would you do? All right, mm -hmm. you got to get it checked out. Yeah. I, I'm going to go somewhere that knows what they're doing, right? Because right. I pop the hood, I look at the car and I go, I don't see what's wrong with it. Right. You know, I need, I need a mechanic. And that's kind of the way I've always kind of viewed professional mental health. It's that internal check engine light has come on and yeah, I can work on it myself, but I don't know necessarily the right tools, steps and different things I could do. It's just so important to reach out to people who study this for a living that know it inside and out. It's just, it's, it's vital for people. So yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm guessing the app is the only thing office of employee wellness staff. Um, what else do staff have available to, to them and their support their wellness? Yeah. So OEW recognizes that employees working within the correctional environment, you know, they encounter challenging and unique circumstances during their careers and may become personally impacted, you know, in one way or another. We acknowledge the importance of wellness as well as the unique barriers the correctional environment presents that may impede and impact someone's personal wellness. So to that end, OEW oversees a multitude of additional resources, such as the CDCR statewide peer support program, the employee assistance program, and the law enforcement chaplaincy program as well. That's great programs. Um, can you explain more about each program you just mentioned? Yeah, so uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. OEW, uh, we manage uh, the peer support program statewide, and it's the home to the statewide peer support manager and the statewide peer support coordinator. So the peer support program, it serves to provide that empathetic listening ear and facilitate pathways to professional help as a result of physical assault, sexual assault, hostage incidents, uh, causing injury or death to a person, illness, death and suicide, substance abuse, or involvement in on-site and off-site critical incidents. So um, there's actually a peer support program that's available at each CDCR, CCACS, and DJJ location, and it consists of uh, trained volunteers who have the desire and the passion to help staff out in that time of need. I know a lot of, at the, the prison I was at before, there was a lot of just phenomenal peer support people, but there is that reluctancy to talk to people at your own institution yeah. and that kind of fear of like, what if, what right. if somebody made a mistake and said something by accident is, do I only have to go local for peer support or is it, can I talk to whoever I want to? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and it's actually a common question. 
um, like you said, that reluctancy. So actually, we, we talked a little bit about the app earlier. So within the app, you actually have a list of administrators and leaders. And there's there's actually a short bio as well as a picture for the ones that provided us that picture. Right. So we actually get to see a person like actually all the peer support there. So we can click on uh, you. There's a red button and you can actually click on that red button and it can call them directly to where their state phone. You can actually get in touch with someone else that's peer support at a different location and get those peer support services that you're looking for and not have to worry about maybe someone at your local site finding out about it. So it's, it's, it's really awesome. And that's all, and that's all done through the, through the app. They yeah, can just that's click right. open it and scroll through different peer supports. And it does it show like by location of where they might be. So like a, like a neighboring institution or the nearest one that, you know, it's kind of a distance away. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's and, and sometimes, yeah, may peer support, maybe, you know, we, we get busy and you know how we support staff in different ways, especially there's, we have sister institutions, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, you might want to call someone over there that can actually be of some support as well. Or you might have a relationship with someone over there already where you can utilize those services and um, people are more than willing. So, you know, we appreciate it. Oh, that's phenomenal. I'm so glad to hear that that's, that's available again. Just that peace of mind that to reach out to whoever, as long as you reach out. Right. Right. That's great. All right. So with the peer support program, I want to talk a little bit about our recent standardization. So a few months ago, at the end of 2021, we facilitated the standardization of the statewide peer support program. Uh, this started with a complete revision and expansion on policy and procedures that are uh, governing the peer support program and as outlined in our uh, department operations manual, which is referred to as DOM. Right, so those revisions, uh, they included a delineated scope of practice, clearly outlined confidentiality parameters and roles and expectations of our peer supporters, and an expansion of training hours. So with the revision, OEW facilitated um, a three-day, 24-hour basic peer support member training to all peer support team administrators and peer support team leaders from work locations statewide. So this training, in turn, uh, will be provided to all the peer support team members statewide. Um, the peer support standardization process has developed a framework uh, for program consistency uh, that's based in clinical and trauma-informed research uh, related to post-trauma care, psychological first aid, and best practices for peer-to-peer -peer support programs. All right, so it's been some really good stuff there. Um, we want to give credit to our fearless leader, uh, Dr. Rojas. Uh, she was the one who's, you know, who oversaw that program, and um, she was passionate about that. And, um, you know, we, we can tell because at the local sites, they're going to be even more improved. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's something that is it, it a lot of work put into it. Um, but you know, we're really proud that that training was able to be put out, and we're, uh, we already see the differences. Yeah. That's great. Have you, have you seen an increase or have you seen more people reaching out in the – last few years with the programs and things that are available? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, thanks, Jonathan, for the shout out. Um, peer support <laughs> is so near and dear to my heart. And I, my team will tell you, I, I do truly value the importance and the the way that we can support each other. And it, it doesn't need to be a mental health clinician. It needs to just be somebody who's going to listen to you and somebody who maybe has been there and somebody who can sit there with you, as I tell my team, kind of in the muck, right? And, and mm -hmm. be there with you. And I think that's the beauty of peer support. And I think that we sometimes underestimate how, as people, we can genuinely support someone else by listening and being there for them. And so peer support has such value um, and, and just really an honor as a unit to take the current peer support program, which was already doing phenomenal things, to the next level and give our peer support 
supporters the skills um, and some additional training to really support them and what they're doing day in and day out above their, you know, their jobs. Um, so I appreciate you saying that. And to your point, um, yeah, I think that as our unit grows and as we have created more resources and supportive, you know, opportunities and avenues for our staff, I hope they're using them more often. Um, they're out there, right? right. Um, and I know that when I started my CDCR career, I had huge supporters, both in leadership and, and my colleagues, but I wasn't super aware of what I had available to me as a departmental employee. Um, and then by the time you kind of learn about it, it's like, eh, I'm okay. You know, I'm going to stay in my lane. I and completely understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so if we can, if we can normalize conversations like this and we can normalize seeking support and then there's those resources available to support staff, like how great is that? And so I don't necessarily know if we're seeing an influx of people using support. I think we're seeing an influx of people feeling comfortable to say they need support, which 100%. is really cool. Um, and then to have the resources to match that because, mm -hmm. you know, worst case scenario, people say, hey, I'll need support. And then we don't have anything for them, which isn't the case. The department has so many things for our staff now, things they can use privately, anonymously, like the app, things they can use like peer support and get that direct access, things like the chaplaincy and the employee assistance program that we'll be talking about. Um, so really, whatever you're kind of looking for and what works for you is available to support you. No, that's great. I, I, I started um, in 2005, so coming up on 17 years ago, and I remember hearing about things like peer support, but it was after like, you know, critical incident or something, you know, that they'd be activated. And really the only thing that I ever remember was EAP. Mm -hmm. We'd come in and they'd come be like, hey, are you good? You good? You good? Okay, here's EAP if you guys need it. And then, but I don't think it was because they didn't want to help people. It's because I, I don't think the resources that you, that you all have developed and honed into what it is now, I don't think they really knew what could they do on peer support to, to help a person. So it was, I've seen it grow over the 17 years and it's what it is now is just light years ahead of what it was. And um, again, it, it props to you and your team for the amazingly hard work that I know that's been put in to make this program what it is. And all the other ones you offer as well. You mentioned the, um, the chaplaincy program. Yeah, before we get into the uh, the chaplaincy uh, program, uh, we, we talked a little bit about um, EAP. Yeah. So that's our, our statewide employee assistance program. Um, that's actually uh, contracted and managed uh, by OEW as well. So as, as most of us know, the employee assistance program, it's confidential. It's also 24-hour um, availability, and it's, there's no cost uh, for state employees and their eligible dependents. All right, and that's provided through uh, Magellan Healthcare, who we're contracted with, and that's created to assist, uh, you know, employees and their eligible dependents in living that happy and healthy, productive life, right? So you can actually access services. You can call them. I'll give you the number here. That number is 866-327-4742, or you can visit the website at eap.com. C-A-L-H-R, calhr.ca.gov. All right, there's also an EAP section within our wellness app. So that provides some information on access and EAP eligibility, as well as a therapist finder to assist staff in finding EAP clinicians in the area. So, uh, yeah, here at OEW, we have dedicated staff for EAP support. All right, and if you struggled in the past using EAP services and maybe you're not sure where to start, you know, we're changing that. Like we said, we have staff um, directly um, set up to be able to support staff and change that experience. And, and we take pride in that. And we, we want, if you have the, you know, the courage to be able to reach out again, 
which yeah. was already tough. I personally know someone who tried to reach out and had a bad experience, and I told him that OEW, we're changing that. Yeah. And we have staff dedicated to do that. Um, we're fortunate enough. So um, I'll give you the direct line here for our EAP uh, coordinator. That number is 805-721-2348. Okay, or you can um, send an email at CDCR employee assistance program at cdcr.ca.gov. So, um, yeah, we're, we're excited about the changes there. Uh, we are a small unit, but um, and, and we know we have a lot of staff, but we still think it's important, you know, trying to change those experiences if afforded the opportunity. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard of staff reaching out to EAP, you know, recently in the last few years, and, and even they said, like, I wasn't expecting what I got. They were mm-hmm. pre-mindset was like I was going to call. It was going to be kind of like a, you know, check the box type of thing, and they're, I know people that, that still go. Um, they've gone through for marriage counseling. They've gone through for um, dealing with um, problematic children. Um, one guy went through for finances wow. and, and some stuff. And, you know, they, did, they, they had nothing but good things to say about it, which obviously shows a good evolution of it growing into what it, what it really needs to be given the dynamics that exist and the type of work we are. Um, the prisons are <laughs> – anything can happen in an institution, and it's – it's a lot on, on people. Even add in a pandemic, add in oh, long absolutely. hours, short staffed. I mean, you, you name it, it's it's happening right now. So yeah, I'm I'm great to hear that that program expand and grow and really kind of become what it what it can be, which is phenomenal. Appreciate it. The thing about EAP, too, that I want to just mention is that, you know, all of the resources that we're talking about are are tied to the department. And at the end of the day, somebody may say, hey, I need support, but I kind of want to do that separate from the department, which we understand and we respect. Um, and, and we just hope you get support, period, whatever that looks like for right. you. We're going to we're going to be stoked for you. One of the cool things about EAP um, is that once you get into that therapist's office, once you get into that counselor's office, if that's what you're seeking, it's just you and them now. You're, it's it's nothing about that is tied to the department. Nothing comes back to us. There's no reports that come back to us or anything like that. Um, so I think that's just an important distinction to point out that all of these resources are available. They're all free. They're all confidential. They're all, you know, supportive resources. Um, but EAP specifically is that resource that then kind of removes you outside of your wall within the department and removes you outside of the department if that's what you're seeking. Um, we just want to make a variety of things available to our staff and so they can choose and they can be best informed on what's going to work for them. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just glad that, you know, staff realize that the, the department does value your mental health. Absolutely. It's an, it's an important thing. And given, like I said, the, the dynamics that go into this, this field of work – Without that kind of support, I mean, staff would, I don't know what would happen. And it's, you know, it's tragic when you hear of of incidents that take place. Like, I don't think a lot of people really knew what was available to them. And I'm definitely hoping that's what this podcast will help. And again, all the hard work you you all put in every single day for just is absolutely amazing. So again, thank you. All right. So another resource um, that we haven't really talked about yet, Sergeant Ringer, you brought it up, was the... um, the Law Enforcement and Community Services, California Chaplain Corps, otherwise known as LEX. Um, so LEX, you know, it's it's an amazing resource. Um, I've had the opportunity to work alongside uh, some of the LEX chaplains when um, responding to an incident, and they're amazing. I mean, just watching the LEX chaplains be able to connect with staff. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really powerful thing to watch. That's great. So um, you know they 
They are, everything's confidential. Um, they provide the sensitive support. Um, they go through thorough training. Um, it is volunteer. So they have, um, many of the chaplains are, um, have a law enforcement background. So they understand, you know, what you're going through, um, what may be happening. So services are provided at no cost um, to employees and their family members. Um, That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So you don't have to call our office in order to reach a Lex chaplain. So you can call them directly. Um, Their phone number is 279-204. 3436, or you can email them directly at chaplaincorp at lex911.com. So again, you don't have to contact our office. Um, It's still free. Everything's confidential. Um, They're willing to speak with you over the phone. Um, They can come to your workplace. They can come to your home. They can even meet you at Starbucks. So it's really at your, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, I do want to point out also that, you know, people hear the term chaplain, um, but these chaplains are for you and your family. They are not for the incarcerated population. So I just really want to point that out as well. Yeah, I was going to ask that because I know the inmates have a a, a great chaplaincy program at each institution, make sure that their spiritual needs are being met. So when this chaplaincy program shows up, that's for staff. That's not tied Absolutely. to the same chaplaincy program as the inmates. Correct, or yes. incarcerated is, individuals. Right. This is for staff and staff alone. Gotcha. That's great. Uh, do they ever go inside the actual prison to get a like a look and a feel of what it's like, or is it only can you only talk to them outside of the institution? No, they will, um, Lex chaplains will respond to the institution. Actually, um, CSP SAC, uh, I know that chaplains walk the yard um, very regularly. I I believe other institutions as well. Well, that's great. That'd be nice just to, you know, go out there and just get a feel for people and, you know, make it it approachable, like kind of like they're one of your partners now to where you feel more comfortable opening up to them that resource. we used the chaplaincy program once at FSP um, after a staff member passed away while on duty. Um, had them come in the, the day after, and we did kind of like a pizza and hang out. And my original, I wasn't the one that called the individual. One of the guys on peer support did. You know, at first, you know, you, you, you think chaplaincy, you think there's going to be like a push on religion or, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a certain denomination. And there was none of that. They he just He just hung out with us and talked and, you know, he started off like, Hey, kind of tell me what, what happened. And we mm-hmm. talked about that. And then he goes, Oh, it's, you know, it's terrible. He goes, but Hey, tell me, tell me your last memory of that. Per-. And when we started going into that and the stories just, just kind of came out of us about the individual. Um, it was, it was really relieving. Yeah. I had, I hadn't been involved in something like that before. And I've been involved in a lot of things in prison, but you know, just having someone there just to, just to talk with us, not, not pushing agenda. I'm not doing this to, Hey, by the way, you know, here's, you know, whatever denomination. Um, it was just someone hanging out, talking to us, just like a regular person. It was, it was really awesome. And it changed my, my viewpoint a lot on that program because of that. So it was absolutely phenomenal. 
Thank you for, for sharing that experience. I think that, like Kat said, our chaplaincy program has been so well-received. We've, we've had it since about 2017, and they've been such an asset to the department. I think that for any of the things that, that we've talked about here today, too, not to not to plug our app again, but you can learn more about all of these things on the app, right? Oh, so. I want people to download it, though. Plug, <laughs> so do by we. All means, so do we. Yeah, plug away. I want people to put it on their phone so that, you know, when they're hitting that 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 dark point Mm -hmm. they're not searching for it it's just already there on your phone you know just you're having a bad day that you feel like those walls are closing in instead of going on your phone and opening up like facebook or you know instagram something that might even get you even more irate depending on what someone puts on there you can click on that app and reach a resource reach out to a random peer support member at a different prison and just vent Sometimes Absolutely. we just need to vent. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, there's so many benefits to the app. And in regards to the law enforcement chaplains, you can go on there, read more about the chaplaincy, and actually read a bio of each of the chaplains, too. Oh, and and that breaks down that barrier. So then when you're calling, you, you kind of have a better idea of who you're calling, right? And so you could even yeah. call the chaplaincy and say, hey, you know, I was reading a little bit about, you know, Chaplain John, and it sounds like we have a lot in common. I'd really like to talk to him. You can go that far if you want, because maybe you've read something that, that Chaplain John notes in his bio. And so going back to that idea of connection, right? We all want to be connected to somebody and and the more comfortable we feel with somebody, the more open we're going to be. And so if if we can do that with our chaplaincy, if we can do that with our peer support program, if we can do that with any of our programs, then that's only going to make that experience that much better for the employee. So all of that's available in the app to somebody. I'm kind of thinking about the app and, and our intention when we, when we designed it was also that, you know, you could, like you said, you can go on, on your computer late at night or your phone late at night and look at all kinds of social media things, but maybe you want to understand a little bit more about why you're not sleeping well, or maybe you want to understand a little bit more about why you're always angry or, or always irritated or whatever yeah. the thing is. And you could Google that all day long, um, but the app has it all right there, right? And yeah. so it's really learning about yourself, learning about what might you might be struggling with, learning about something that you want to just genuinely know more about is all within the app. So it takes the legwork out of it. It takes the research out of it it. Um, you could literally sit and read module after module in the app about anger, about families, about, you know, parenting, um, whatever it is you're interested in. And it's all geared towards corrections. And I think that's a really important point too, is that this isn't made for, you know, anybody but a correctional agency. This app was made for CDCR. Uh, we're actually the first correctional department um, in the nation to get this app. Um, and it was made for CDCR staff specifically. So I'll stop plugging the app, but that's, no, that's I, my plug. Like that's, that's the kind of information I want to know. Cause like, you know, if you go Google, hey, I'm not sleeping good at night. There could be a thousand different things, mm-hmm, but this right. department, this department is so unique in the things that, you know, people go through that it's, it's nice to have that resource of like, Hey, it's, I'm not the only one. That's the part that I, I love for staff is realizing you're not the only one struggling. Absolutely. I guarantee you, most of your partners are the same way. We're just not going to say it. Right. And that's part of that breaking down that stigma and, and really just that, that, I, I want you to keep plugging the app because, like I said, I, I really want people to have it and realize that it is designed for not just, you know, law enforcement because that's such a broad spectrum of things that could happen. This is tailored to CDCR employees and the things that we deal with all the time, and it'll be more applicable across the across the field. Right. Absolutely. Well, and one of the other things, too, that's amazing about the app is, you know, we mentioned CDCR, CCHCS, the, the staff, but your families can benefit from it too, yeah, right? That's huge. So we have the information in the app. So maybe your significant other is struggling because, you know, now all of a sudden you're walking into this department and it's shift work and they're trying to wrap their head around it and what it means for them. And so, again, that's why we have those resources, we have those tools, and we can help. 
No, it's great for the families too. I mean, you know, it's educational for them to realize like, hey, why is my husband or wife not sleeping good? Why is there mm-hmm. tolerance? You can go on there and actually educate yourself a little bit as to what might be causing that. And that's that's huge. That's what I'm hoping future segments that we do um, together will be those types of things that affect the family dynamic and how it's not, I'm not going to say it's not our staff member's fault. It's just that, you know, we don't know we're doing it. It mm-hmm. just becomes who you are once you work in a, in a field like this for a while. Um, I know I've suffered from a lot of those things before and didn't, didn't realize it until I was actually out of prison and working down here. So again, those resources are just, just absolutely great and amazing for, for staff and the families to have as well. So, you know, we've, we've listed off, you know, these amazing programs, resources that OEW offers. Um, OEW has layers of additional support from psychosocial education via lesson plans and academies, on-site resource connection, in-house mental health services, and so, so much more. For a full list, you can visit our intranet page on the CDCR hub, or if you have questions about what OEW offers or really where to even start your wellness journey, uh, we're here to help and we would love to talk to you. You can send us an email at wellnessnews at cdcr.ca.gov. I do have a question because obviously our staff, they were not able to take cell phones inside the prison walls. If they're on duty and have something happen or they're just, maybe like I said, they feel like those walls are closing in. Is there a way on our intranet system that the prisons have to reach out to some of these programs or what might be available to them? Yeah, that's that's right. And and like you said, it, working in an institution, we feel a little bit disconnected. Uh, we don't have that cell phone right on our side that right. we can pick up and reach out. So, yeah, as you heard Kat say, that's it's located on the intranet page, and you can actually access that somewhere within that institution on a computer. And I know that's a tough part, but... You know, we take it serious. If it's a point to where you yeah. want to get some information, you know, we would suggest trying to get relieved of that post and say, hey, Sarge, you know what? I need a couple minutes. I got I want to research something and get to a computer and you can get to our website. You'll see our names and emails on there, information. And uh, we provide, you know, we the resources, initial resources and then, you know, some pathways. And as you heard Kat say, you can we, we access that 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 inbox, that wellness news inbox. There's actually someone overseeing that and making sure we try to get back to people in, in a timely fashion you know like i said we're a small unit but yeah you know in our mind we move mountains you yeah know? small <laughs> unit guys, small unit but you're doing like i'm just huge things so that's that's awesome i just always want to you know staff to know that just you're working a 16 hour day i won't have my phone near me for 16 hours and if something happens it's sometimes it's like that you know just domino effect one thing happens this thing happens and that happens and then you're thinking about home life and that's great. They have that resource while they're on duty also to be able to reach out for help or send an email and then get a reply. And, or if the phone numbers are there, like, Hey, there's a, we have outside lines. Right. Sometimes you just need a, sometimes you just need a break. No, like that's I said, right. I just, I just want people to reach out if they need it. That's right. Yeah. And we, you know what, that's, that's a true sign of showing some self-awareness right there. If you're able to identify it in that exact moment, we would actually prefer that you take some time and, maybe take a look at the website and get some information or get the help or even just send that initial email because you're showing a step by, by saying out loud that I might, I might want to check out some resources and we appreciate it. That's, that's courageous in its own. And um, that's the hardest part for people to struggle right there is to identify and say, you know what, I might want to just even look into it to see, because like we said, we may not know where to start and we'll help direct you. It's just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to look at yourself and then realize like, okay, I can't fix this on my own. 
it takes way more courage to do that than to bottle it up. Because eventually that bottling, it's either going to break down every relationship you have, connection with kids, um, a marriage split, um, you disconnect from family and friends, and then you're upset because you're isolated, but it's what happens when you don't reach out to the right people for the right kind of help. And again, it's that, it's that check engine light going on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you know, we, we do, we work in a tough environment, and, you know, we're taught to be strong and to be tough, but the true strength is, like I said, uh, taking that step and, and reaching out. So we, we encourage it. Um, we hear us, we're using the word stigma. We're trying to break that stigma. And uh, we want people to continue to, you know, step forward because we love to hear from people that have actually done so. And it's not always negative. And um, some people that are, that are in a better space and are doing well now, we want to we wanna hear about that journey. So uh, yeah. with respect to confidentiality, of course, um, but that's something that, you know, we appreciate and, and it makes us feel good. But, yeah, well, you know, if, if you feel it at that moment, go ahead and, and follow through. So, Yeah, no, definitely. It's nothing better than seeing a, a staff member or family that was struggling got the right help and are, are flourishing mm-hmm. now. Right. Because, you know, the, the road they were on was not good. And you could see it in their demeanor, just their face. And then you see him, you know, one individual I knew, he, he got help and – Two years later, he was he was a whole different individual. He was a whole different person. I'd see him smile more than I had seen him smile in the previous ten years. Right. Yeah. And it was just that little bit of help from the right individual that turned his whole life around. And you know, it's in, invaluable, you know, to see that. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you and everyone that works at Office of Employee Wellness for the hard work you put in each and every single day to help our staff and their families. If you are a member of your family or struggling, please reach out to these people at OEW. They're great people, and they want to hear from you. Your CDCR family is here for you, and there's a lot of resources. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. So informative. So great to hear from so many professionals that, you know, deal with this every single day, our Office of Employee Wellness and, and you know, working with people inside the walls, let's face it, in, in also headquarters and everywhere else, everybody associated with CDCR has access to these folks at the Office of Employee Wellness. So, so, so great to hear that they're there and available. Oh, it really is a wealth of information. It's okay to ask for help. It's just, it's, we offer so many really great programs and they're there to be used. Uh, So that is going to do it for CDCR Unlocked. And please look out for more episodes every other Thursday. And I'm Tessa Outheist. And I'm Joe Orlando. We'll see you next time.